few papers left, but we are continuing the last uh, week's uh, last week's lesson tonight, uh, studying the life of Jephthah. And uh, last week we talked about who Jephthah was. You know, he wasn't a man of of reputation. He was a man who was born of a, who was the son of a harlot, and uh, they really didn't want him to be a judge, but uh, God allowed him to be a judge. And uh, so we've looked at that last week and that how God can use any of us and how important it is that we allow God to use us and allow God to use us to be a, a vessel of whatever it is that we are doing, you know, um, whether, it's, whether it is the highest on the totem pole, if you will, or the lowest as well, that we allow God to use us. And every person in this room, you have different abilities, you have different things that you can do, and, and, uh, but God wants to take what you can do and use it. And uh, everybody's different, everybody has a different story, everyone came to Christ, everyone came to Christ the same way, but everyone came to Christ a different way, if, if you get what I'm saying. And so you allow that story to help other people. I was listening to a message the other day, and I heard a preacher tell a story about a woman who was on the mission field, and uh, she was raped, and uh, she, uh, her and her husband decided not to tell anybody. She was raped by five men on, on the mission field, and they decided not to tell anybody. She kept it bottled up inside because it was some of the men that they were trying to reach in the community, and uh, she had come back to the States, and and uh, she was able, she was giving a, a ladies deal that had a ladies conference or something, and she was speaking at it. And uh, she, for the first time, had ever told anybody, she talked to these ladies at this ladies fellowship um, about how she was raped and uh, how she was able to use what had happened to her and still be able to serve God over there on the mission field with those men and those people who had done that to her, she continued to go on and, and didn't stop being a missionary. And man, it's, that would take a lot. And, and uh, anyway, she told that story and, and allowed that story to help, try to help someone else at this ladies' conference. And this young lady, this, this, uh, after the conference was over, she was standing at the back or talking to people and, and they came by to talk to her. And uh, this woman had her daughter with her. She said, I want to introduce you to my daughter. And she said the daughter's name. She said, uh, my daughter just got saved today at this, at this meeting. And, uh, well, she's like, hallelujah, she got saved. Well, she goes, listen, um, two years ago she was raped. And uh, she's never said a word since. And today she walked the aisle and got saved because of your story. Listen, every one of us have a story, have something that we've overcome, something that we've, we've went through in life. We ought to allow those things that we experience to try to help those people because there's people out there that are hurting just like you. There's people out there that have went through similar circumstances just like you, and they need us to help give them that, that gospel because everybody's different. Jephthah was born of a harlot. His mama was a harlot. And, uh, but God used Jephthah to be the, the judge, if you will. 
Then we also talked about the war that came against Israel. Here come uh, the children of Ammon, and they made war against Israel. And here's what happened, uh, and we're going to cover that tonight, but it was a complete misunderstanding um, from what was true. So let's grab our Bible. You got it, Judges chapter number 11, and let's begin reading in verse number 12, and uh, we'll look at this text tonight together. All right, Judges 11 and verse number 12. The verses leading up to that are about what we just talked about, who Jephthah was, and then also uh, they made war against the children of Israel. <clears throat> verse number 12. Um, and the Bible says, And Jephthah sent messengers unto the king of the children of Ammon, saying, What hast thou to do with me? And thou art come against me to fight in my land. Jephthah wanted to know why. Why are you fighting against me? Jephthah had already, they, they had already been in captivity. They had already been... Uh, uh, oppressed by these people for many years. And Jephthah wanted to know why they came out to against him. They had to, on purpose, attack Israel. It wasn't something Israel... Israel did not go looking for this fight. Ammon came looking for a fight against Israel. And in verse number 13, And the king of the children of Ammon answered unto the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt from Arnon, even Jabbok, and unto Jordan. Now, therefore, restore those lands again peaceably. So he says, the reason we're attacking you is because you took our land. And uh, you took our land, Jephthah, when you came up out of Egypt. And uh, this land belongs to us, so we're going to take it. And he said, restore the land peaceably. Uh, we don't have to fight, just give us back our land. Now, whose land did it belong to? It belonged to Israel. Uh, God wanted it to belong to Israel. When they came and marched over after Egypt, God gave them that land. And it didn't belong to the children of Ammon. It belonged to the children of Israel. And so this king was misinformed. This king had bad information. He was given bad information. This land did not belong to them. This land belonged to the children of Israel. Verse number 14. And Jephthah sent messengers again unto the king of the children of Ammon, and said unto him, Thus, said, Thus saith Jephthah, Israel took not away the land of Moab, nor the land of the children of Ammon. But Israel came up from Egypt, walked through the wilderness unto the Red Sea, and came to Kadesh. Uh, then Israel sent messengers unto the king of Edom, saying, Let me, I pray thee, pass through the land. But the king of Edom would not hearken there, uh, thereto, and in like manner they sent unto the king of Moab, but he would not consent, and Israel abode in Kadesh. Then they went along with the wilderness, and then they went along through the wilderness and compassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab and came by the east side of the land of Moab and pitched on the other side of Arnon, but came not within the border of Moab, for Arnon was the border of Moab. So he's telling him what took place. We came and the, the king of Moab would not even let us go through. So we had to go around his, 
his property, his land, and go around. And he said, we did not come within the border of Moab, for Arnon was the border. Verse 19, and Israel sent messengers unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. And Israel saith unto him, let us pass, we pray thee, through the land into my place. But Shihon trusted not Israel to pass through his coast. But Shihon gathered all his people together and pitched in Jehaz and fought against Israel. Israel, again, in this text, was not looking for a fight. They simply were trying to get to the promised land that God had given them, and they were asking permission to go through that land, and they would not allow them to go through the land. Verse 21, and the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they smote them, so Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites and the inhabitants of that country. Now, if you see in verse number 21, the Bible says that they possessed the land of who? The Ammonites? That's not who it says, is it? They possessed the land of the Amorites. It was not the same people. It was not the same group. And so these people, this king of Ammon, that he was wrong, he was misinformed, and it was the land that belonged to the children of Israel. Verse 22. Uh, yes, verse number 22. And they possessed all the coast of Amorites from Arnon even unto Jabbok, and from the wilderness even unto Jordan. So now the Lord God of Israel has disposed the Amorites from before his people, Israel, and shouldest thou possess it. So why do you think that you need to take this land that doesn't belong to you? Jephthah goes into a long explanation, and I know that he does this to try to avoid a fight with the Ammonites. He, he didn't want to fight with them. He didn't want to have to, have to go to war against them. The Bible says that, that, uh, that Jephthah, he was a mighty man of valor, so it wasn't like he was scared to go to war against him, but he just simply didn't want to go. If you don't have to fight, you don't have to fight, Right? I mean, I know some people go looking for fights, right? Do you go looking for a fight? Sometimes. And if you go looking for a fight, you definitely will find one. You will. And so here is Jephthah. He's trying to avoid fighting the children of Ammon because that land did not belong to them. It was God's people's land. Are you going to say something? It's a shame. It's a shame they wanted to take this land. It's a shame that they wanted to take something that did not belong to them. Let's continue reading. I know it's a good lengthy bit of Scripture tonight, but I just want to give you a couple thoughts about this wrongdoer uh, for Jephthah. Verse 24, Wilt not thou possess that which uh, Shamash thy God giveth thee to possess? So whomsoever the Lord our God shall drive out from before us, them we will possess. I like Jephthah. You say, what do you mean I like him? Look what he said in that verse. 
he said, well, why don't you ask your God to drive them out? Well, I mean, if you want to take this land, then ask your God to give it to you because that's what God did for us. That's a slap in the face. That's a strong slap in the face. That's right. That's right. What has God done for us? That's right. You think about, you think about in your Christian life, what are some victories you have had in your life? Victories. Not battles like these guys fought, but victories you've had in your life. Things you've overcome. Things you've went through. Things that you've got to on the other side and you said, thank God he was with me because he helped get me through that. Those victories, we can't ever forget uh, uh, what God has done for us and we can't let the devil take that ground back. Because if you've had victory, people that, deal, people that deal with, say, drug addiction, they have to keep it in front of them and they don't want to return to that. Look, I don't want any part of that and so they have to stay away from that crowd and have to stay away from what, what, uh, what would attract them to that. They have to stay away from that, whether it's, uh, it's, uh, it's drugs or alcohol or, or anything that we try to get rid of or have victory in our life. We have to make a decision that that land we can't give out. We can't give back to the devil. We can't give back. And so when we've had victory in our life, we have to continue to march forward and not allow the devil to come back and take this spot. Now, I know that we are talking in this text about a physical battle and a physical land, but if you've had victory this evening, if you've had victory over sin, then we can't give back. We can't give back that spot to the devil because we, we go backwards. We can't allow that devil to come in and take that land back from us. Any thoughts or questions? You know, I have a thought. Yes, sir. He has took on a mighty nation. The man must have had some kind of pressure because they didn't have a strong military. They did not have the equipment. They did not have all the, all the things you need for a war. They didn't have the missiles. He must have really put his faith in the other countries backing him. Because he has went against a mighty military nation, not to so he wouldn't lose his land. Yeah. And I think about that when I think about what Joshua did, what Jephthah did. They fought for their country. Right. And I, these people over there are standing up with him. Mm-hmm. There's some Russian citizens, from what I see, or uh, the guys are running from it. They're getting away from it. But he is making moves. But it's with backing. He must have known something we didn't know mm-hmm. that he would get the backing that he's getting. And in this case of Jephthah, he knew he would get the backing. That's right. He knew that he had God. He knew that he knew that he had God. So I wonder where this man's backing is coming from. Hmm. You know, I, I don't know his faith. I don't right. know anything about Make him. you wonder, huh? Yeah. They're taking a beat. Right. They're also giving a beat. Right. They're getting part of their land back. 
culture standing strong. Right. How it's going to end, who knows? <laughs> right, right. I think about that many a time. Right. Because seeing what Joshua did, seeing what Jephthah did, and there's, there's stories throughout the Bible of this. Right. And, uh, just pray that, pray that they come out good. Yes, sir. Is this last time? Do you hear what's going on now with the, the G7? Oh, yeah. They're coming in with everything. They're pulling all stops out. They're coming in with air defense for that country, and also they're talking about setting our F-35. Well, you talk about you if you talk about war that's taken place throughout our history, it's always been someone who defended the land. It's always been someone who fought for whatever piece of land it was. I mean. Even throughout the American history, if had it not been for us fighting for the freedoms we have and so on and so forth, we would not have the freedom we have. You go to any war that taken place, but if you go back to the story in which we're talking about with Jephthah, he was fighting for something that belonged to the children of Israel, and he could not back up, and he could not back down because it belonged to them, because God had given that land to them, and it wasn't for Ammon to possess. It was for God's people to possess. Amen. Amen. Did you have a thought? Well, you know, you're talking about uh, overcoming uh, uh, Having victory over sin. And... Yeah. <clears throat> overcoming victory. I, I overcome victories every day. Right. Because I can't do anything without the Lord helping me. Yeah. So it, by the end of the day, it's a victory for me because he helped me through today. Right. You know. And right here, what we're reading about right here, God instructed them what to do, and he said, I will go That's take right. care of that. That's right. I'll get rid of them people. Yeah. Just do what I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we lose a lot of victories because we do like that. That's right. That's, that's my, my two cents. That's right. I'm guilty of that. Right. You know, uh, if, if we were to do, seek God's will and everything and stand God's will, there's no telling what victories we would overcome. Right, right. It's true. Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Bible says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man that God is faithful, that he will not suffer you to be tempted about that which you are able, but with that temptation, he'll make a way of an escape. So every temptation we face, everything that we see in our life on a day-to-day -day basis, week-to-week -week basis, month-to-month -month basis, God has already made a way for us to get through it, a way, a way for us to have victory over it. And it's up to us to depend on God to help us have that victory. Uh, the Word of God, the Bible says, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy words have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. And so all of these things are for us to allow, that, allow God to give us that escape. Jephthah and Moses and Joshua and Gideon and all these men that stood for Israel would have never had the victories they had had it not been God who made the way of an escape, 
who made the way for them to have victory. You look at your life, things that you've overcome, things that I've overcome, things that we have victory in our life today, it doesn't happen without God first intervening and making that way of an escape. And so I can't have victory without the Lord, and you can't have victory without God. You write whatever it is in that line, victory over whatever, fear, victory over worry, victory over gossip, victory over tailbearing. You just write whatever it is right there. The only way you can have victory is God. And once you have victory, you can't let the devil come back and say, hey, come back over here. Because, yeah, look, I know the minute you give up sin, the minute, uh, give up sin, you can't completely give up sin. You can't be perfect. Understand that. But when you try to get right and try to get those things and have victory over that, Satan's going to come right back at you. And he knows your weak spots. He knows where you're weakest at. He's going to hit you where it hurts and try to get you to fall right back into that place that you've had victory. Jephthah, and here is the Ammonites, they're trying to come right back and punch Jephthah and try to get that land back, which didn't belong to them. If you have victory, that victory is yours. Yes, sir. Don't look back. back. The Bible talks about that. The the person that looks back on their hands to the plow is not fit for the kingdom of God. uh, Something to that effect. Uh, Looking back, uh, like uh, Lot's wife... When she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. You know, you, if you have victory, if you've conquered something in your life, don't look back and say, well, I wish, you know, let's, get, let's, let's work on that. No. You have victory over it. Keep pushing forward. Keep pressing on. Uh, and if you don't have victory over it, then you need to get victory over it. I don't know what it is. Even anger or, or whatever, you know. Uh, you've got to, every one of us, Every one of us, if we're not careful, we'll let that thing slip up on us and destroy us and get us out of where God wants us to be. Look, let's continue to read. We've got four more verses to cover, but uh, this wrongdoer, he caused Jephthah some issues, but God was the one that drove him out. Verse 25, and now, uh, and now art thou anything better than Balak, the son of Zippor? King of Moab, did he ever strive against Israel and did he ever fight against them? When Israel dwelt in Heshbon and her towns and in Horah and her towns and in all the cities that be along the coast of Arnon 300 years, why therefore did you not recover them within that time? So he asked him, we've been living there for 300 years. Why didn't you come get it before? We, we were there for 300 years. Verse 27, Wherefore I have not sinned against thee, but thou doest me wrong to war against me. The Lord, the judge, be judge to this day between the children of Israel and the children of Ammon. Howbeit the king of the children of Ammon hearken not unto the words of Jephthah, which he sent them. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh and passed over Mizpah of Gilead. From Mizpah of Gilead, he passed over and unto the children of Ammon. 
So I want you to I want you to see a couple things as we're getting ready to end here tonight. But in verse number twenty-eight, he says, um, in verse number twenty-eight, Howbeit the king of the children of Ammon hearken not unto the words of Jephthah which he sent. How true is that? Sometimes we don't listen to what God has told us to do. We don't physically put earplugs in our ears, but we do. I have seen, I've watched people, and they turn off in just a moment. Boop. I'm not listening no more. Can you imagine being set there and you're talking to Jephthah and he's trying to relay to you the message that God had intended for him to tell Jephthah, had meant to tell the king of Ammon, and Ammon says, just says, nope, I'm not worried about listening no more. I want you to think about this for just a moment. God's word has spoke to you at some point in your life, at some point during your life, and you just, no, that's not important to me. You would never take this Bible and cut out a verse, would you? But you will if you don't hearken to it. It's the same principle. Ah, that's not that important. I don't like that one. Get rid of that. But hearken unto what the Lord's told us. How, how be it that he didn't even listen? He didn't even listen. How sad would it be to be said of me or to be said of you that we would not listen to what God told us to do? That would be a sad thing to be said about us. And then, I like this verse in verse number 29. He said, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Now, we understand uh, this in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God would move on and move off of people. Today, He indwells us. Hallelujah. And when I got saved, He indwelled me. But in this text, the Bible says that He moved on Jephthah, and Jephthah goes to war against the children of Ammon. But we're going to read, we're, we won't get into it this week, but next week uh, we'll look at, I believe, a failure of Jephthah. Uh, because he makes a vow, and he should have never made the vow he made. And you go ahead and read. If you want to, you're welcome to read ahead and read the next few verses. But Jephthah makes a bad decision. Um, the, the Spirit of the Lord was already on him. Uh, the children of Ammon were going to be his. They were his to conquer. They were his to have victory over. But he makes a vow that he shouldn't have made. And uh, it's a very sad state that happens to Ammon, uh, Jephthah and his family because of his vow. But I'm just going to say this. Hey, we've got to be easy to hearken to what God's told us to do. And then we, everybody in here, you want victory. And nobody wants to lose. You know what? One of the hardest things for me to do is to lose. I absolutely hate to lose. Oh, do I hear some going back and forth? Uh, Brother Jerry's like, hey, Blackie, huh? huh? You going to lose? <laughs> Look, you want to win. You want to win. Ultimately, we, we do want to win. You want to win your car race, don't you? I might run him on foot. <laughs> I'll tell you about the last race I remember him having uh-huh. back in the 60s. We had a brand new, was it that Chevrolet or the GTO? 
a guy that worked with him had a brand new Mustang and he pulled up next to him on a caller in Beaumont. They, they punched it. Amen. Well, you know, but you don't want to. You don't want to lose. I mean, when you set out, and I know you guys are kind of being silly, but I mean, if you race, you decide to race. You you don't want to lose that race. I mean, and just in life, you don't want to lose in life. And so, to not lose in life, you've got to have victory. And the only way that we can have victory is the Lord. The only way Jephthah could have victory wasn't because of Jephthah's mighty man of valor. It was because of his victory that he got from the Lord. Amen. All right, any questions or any thoughts before we close? <laughs> All right, let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. I thank you. For